trust. So I want to recap where we're at in this series of, of conquering uh, our giants. And we started with the first week, just kind of intro to giants and the myths. Myths. Um, the second week we talked about the giant of, y'all remember what it was? Our first week, our first major giant. First giant of fear. I gave you guys a hint too. Okay, giant of fear, okay. Last week we talked about the giant of... I'm a, I, I need to recap it. Forgetfulness. That's, a, that's quickly becoming a giant for us. Yeah, the giant, the giant of failure. We talked about that, giant of failure. And uh, in case you missed those or just completely zoned out or just sleeping, um, that's fine. Uh, you can check out that message online. Uh, you can always go online and listen to these messages. So, uh, again, to recap last week, we had three major points. The first point was that failure is guaranteed to happen when we're on our own. Proverbs 15.22 even tells us this. It says, for plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And when we look at the story of David and Goliath, we often say to ourselves, uh, well, David uh, was out there by himself in that field against Goliath. David was out there alone. But we forget that David was not alone in that valley against Goliath, the valley of Elah. David was with God, and God was with David. If you want success in this life, stop trying to live it without Jesus. Our second point we talked about was that what looks like failure to us, or in the world's eyes, might not be. Many people even thought Jesus failed when he died on the cross. Even his disciples thought that, though Jesus had told them several times what would happen. We kind of looked at those two scriptures and kind of got a good chuckle at the disciples, like, he told you. And then we find ourselves asking that same question. The world tells us to give up. God tells us to trust in him. Our third point was that God never fails. Because we talked about how God is love and how love never fails for John and Corinthians. But put, combining those two things, uh, God never fails. And this is a concept that you might have known. You might have heard this before. Just kind of be maybe an understood general idea or concept of, of who God is. But when we, our hope, our trust, our life, and our purpose is spent in the Lord, it cannot be a failure. Succeeding in the Lord then outweighs any worldly failure. When we ask ourselves what truly matters in this life, what is really important, it then kind of puts everything into perspective. That a life spent with Jesus is not a failure. A life spent trying to tell others about Jesus is not a failure. A life spent trying to attain everything the world tells us success is, is a failure. How rich you are doesn't matter what car you drive or what neighborhood you live in, what schools your kids go to or what level of education you achieve. Those things do not eternally matter. Because when we stand with God, we can't fail. It's that simple. He fights the battle for us. And when we remember that, the giant of failure no longer has any power over us as long as we remain faithful and obedient to God's calling in our lives. Living for the world will always yield failure. Living for God will always be successful. And so we're continuing our Conquering Giants series with fear and failure now behind us. And we're going to take a good look at the giant of past and future today. To set the tone, I'll start from the direction of maybe a few movies. You guys like movies in here? Watching movies? Maybe heard of some movies? Um, I'm going to try to illustrate some perspectives of maybe, maybe what we're not coming from, first of all, before we are coming from. I'm not talking about the ghost of Christmas past or something from A Christmas Carol, some animated whoosh, goofy character that comes back to kind of remind us or show us how bad we've been. That's what I'm talking about as far as we talk about our past and our future. I'm also not talking about it's 
A Wonderful Life movie type of perspective. Yeah, fabulous movie. Um, it, we're not coming from that view of life. I don't want you to, you to evaluate uh, your life and pretend that maybe you've never existed and look at your life uh, from that perspective and then you start sounding like Jimmy Stewart and then it doesn't make any sense. I'd kind of like us to come more from a, the perspective. You guys have ever seen the movie In Time? Justin Timberlake? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Fantastic movie. Patrick, you, I've been getting one nod in this crowd. All right? Two? No one else? Okay, In Time. We'll have to tell you a little bit about In Time. It came out a few years ago, and it's pretty interesting. It sets the story in a make-believe future where there is no currency, no money, just time. Everything revolves around time. You go to a job, and you can earn time, and it's kept on an internal clock inside your body, kind of a digital thing. It shows up on your wrist. It's just constantly running, tick, 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 tick. No one ages past 25 years old, and the focus of everyone's day is how much time they can acquire. The rich, quote-unquote, who have a century or more, let's say, of time, kind of just sit back in their mansions, really afraid that someone might come try to steal their time. And the poor on the street, meanwhile, uh, just fall down with maybe mere seconds to live. Tick-tock, they're gone, that's it. It's a great movie, and it illustrates a great point. That everyone spent their lives trying to earn more time, and in doing so, never spent any of their time living their lives. Okay, maybe you're not a movie buff. Let's look at this from a different angle. Maybe you're wondering what all this junk is up here and how that's going to play in. Uh, I have a bucket. Right in a bucket. Bucket of stuff. Bucket of stuff for Josh. Um, one for the past and one for the future. And I'm going to need a volunteer. Unfortunately, I've already chosen a volunteer. Thank you, James. Uh, you may or may not know I have a twin sister. and She's down from North Georgia this morning. And uh, twin sister, Amelia, I won't say the Bedelia. Yay. Lovely Vanna White assistant. Do we look like twins? Really? So I'm pretty? No, okay. All right, so you see over there, there's a past and a future. And a blue, here's a marker. And red, here's a marker. So as I pull random things out of this bucket... Um, you write, kind of, we'll come up with a word, we'll decide, and you just write that one word underneath the column of past or future. Got it? And red and blue. And red, yeah, past and blue, future and red, so we can see it if we're not colorblind. All right, y'all ready? All right, all right, let's, let's dive into this box. Uh, let's start with the past. Uh, let's see what I got here in the past. This will stay. All right, past. Baseball. Um. James, you already play baseball. You know this. This could be part of your past. Maybe not the ball itself as a sport, but maybe you remember that time where you were um, that guy on the team and you were getting ready to make it big, maybe get offered a contract, go to college with a scholarship, and then you, what, tore your MCL, ACL, can't play baseball again, some kind of memory associated with your past. Let's put baseball or sports, something like that. Baseball blue, not future. You could play baseball in the future, but this is past. We'll start with past. Everything is past, 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 past. And then we'll go to the future. And we'll go, put, go ahead and put this in the past bucket. All right? All right. Yay. Yay. All right. Uh, something else from the past. Um, a couple random objects that may or may not associate anything for you. License plate. 
license plate. Uh, maybe this was your first car. You remember that moment. You're like, ah, oh, great moment. Finally got my own license plate. Also had to start paying my own insurance. Sad moment. Um, and maybe, maybe, or maybe this is a, a car wreck or something that's in your past. Maybe a DUI or you've lost a loved one. And maybe you haven't ever really thought about this, but there are things that when you see this, you never really think about this as a car, but it automatically brings back memories. Um, maybe some that are good, maybe some that are bad. Maybe this is part of your past. Uh, what do you want to write, twin? What would you call this? You can't just call it plate because then we think we're back to food again. Car. Car. All right, there we go. License plate goes in the past pile. Uh, let's see what else I got in here. Um, headphones. Headphones. Maybe part of your past is a song. And maybe you just hear a song, and maybe it's like Journey or Led Zeppelin or just some classic rock eagles or something. It just takes you back in time, you know? There's one of the great movies about another movie, Forrest Gump, how they just, the soundtrack went along with everything that was going along. Um, maybe it's just a great time. Maybe a great memory for you. Maybe part of that is just a song. And every time you hear that song, it comes on the radio, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember. And you immediately take him back to that moment. Maybe you remember a song from a funeral. And you can't ever hear it is well with my soul again without tearing up. Maybe a song for you is part of your past that now you really don't want to hear anymore. This will go in our past pile. Let's see what else is in this box. Uh, box. Box. Bucket. Combination between, it's a combination between box and bucket. It's a box. Chickens say it often. A Bach? I know a composer named Bach. You know what he's been doing since he died? Decomposing. All right. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Here all day. I get claps now. That's good. I'm moving up. Moving up in the jokes. Uh, bottle caps. Uh, these say Dr. Pepper and IBC root beer. Uh, maybe yours from your past said Budweiser. Something else that's painful. Maybe bad choices, maybe a whole bunch of bad choices that led to what? Maybe more bad choices. Part of your past then lands you here this morning thinking about why did I waste all my time trying to take these off to find out what's inside, and it's empty. Maybe this is part of your past. Sure. This is a dog toy. Um, you might have a family pet that was more than just a pet. I know Lisa and I had to put our Abby down. This was her toy. Uh, right before we moved here, uh, she was young. She was only five years old, and all of a sudden her insides just started shutting down, and we didn't know why. And because of Lisa and I's um, unexplained medically infertility of over five years, our dogs are our kids right now. So that loss shook us hard. You might hear the sound, and you, and you don't think of a dog. Maybe you think of baby, child, where this is part of your past. Maybe a relationship that's no longer there. Maybe you lost one of your own. This is a painful part. And you can't see kids in malls anymore without feeling that little just twinge of, I miss mine. Maybe this is part of your past. Put like kids' toy or something. 
Next in the box. Doo -doo -doo. See what I got here? Fun objects. Uh, keys. Keys. Everyone has a pair of these, right? This is almost a rite of passage. What? What did I say this time? I said box. It is what I say it is, James. Okay, keys. Uh, maybe this is part of your past. Maybe you remember your first home or your first apartment, your first official place to live. And you're like, yes, so excited about it. Maybe it was your college dorm. You're getting ready to go to and unlock for the first time. You'll have a key for that and like little boop, boop, cards and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, great. This is now something that you permanently have to carry around with you everywhere. You don't have these. You don't have what? Access to where you live and other important things like cars and safety deposit boxes and for you, though, there might be memories with these keys. Maybe that home that used to unlock you shared with a former husband, former wife. Maybe you're not married to that person anymore. Maybe that came out of a really rough situation. And maybe this is part of your past. And you really don't want to let go of this or anything in your past because there are memories associated with it there. Sometimes painful ones that we like to hold on to. Again, you remember a few weeks ago we talked about the painful cat, and we go in and we pull the cat out of a box, and we just get all the feels when we need to. Maybe keys are, are something you never really thought about being part of your, your painful past that maybe you shared with someone. Next on the list, a set of dog tags. Dog tags. It's Memorial Day weekend. Anyone in the military? couple people. Maybe this is part of your past. Help maybe shape you to who you are today. Maybe that shaping came at a cost. Maybe you lost friends or loved ones who were in the armed service. Maybe you weren't, but you know someone who was. And this is part of your past. And so on days like tomorrow, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, you stare at all the flags in the mailboxes down the street, and you can't help to forget, try to forget, or move past some of the pain or hurt that maybe kind of associated with those dog tags. Maybe that's part of your past. Just put that in the bucket. One more thing in the past pile. Uh, anyone need one, by the way, while I've got it? Box of Kleenexes. Maybe there's a whole bunch of things that we haven't said or pulled out of this one bucket and put into the past bucket so far uh, that could be summed up in this one box. Whole bunch of past, whole bunch of memories, whole bunch of tears, whole bunch of pain. And you in this box have spent a lot of time together. And just one out after another. You lose this box and there's, a, there's another box. They come in multi-packs, right? You just grab another one. And you spend a lot of time maybe curled up with this and Ben and Jerry's and... Um, and you watch a lot of The Notebook or something, and maybe you, just, maybe you spend a lot of time with this box because this box is your best friend at moments when you feel like there are no other people who care about you. Maybe this is part of your past. Some of you might have worries about your past. Some of you might have worries about your future. Let's see if there's anything in this box about our future. I did it again. Bucket. I call it what I want to, James. All right, I got a bill here. Um, little Joe, just throw it away, all right? Just right in the garbage. No one wants anything from me. Maybe you worry and you stress about, about these things coming in, these bills. 
maybe of college payments, maybe a home that you're struggling to maintain a roof and walls for over your family, maybe even just food on the table. This is a bill that is tough for you because you're just trying to make ends meet every day. This can go in our future pile. Worried about things like that. Next thing you might be worried about maybe in the future, uh, doilies, little crochet doily things. You might be worried about getting old, ending up in a nursing home, cold and alone, where no one seems to really care about you, and you find yourself uh, just making these little types of things really that don't really matter for anyone at any time because you can't remember your own name or your grandchildren with Alzheimer's. Maybe worries like that scare you about your future and you don't want to end up like that or you know someone who ended up like that and you don't want to be there maybe getting old or death eventually which is inevitable for all of us is part of your worries about your future and put that in the future bin maybe another worry is a spider I'm still trying to get someone. Oh, weeks later about fears. No one cares about the spider. All right. One of these days, spider going to scare somebody. All right. Throw a clown, right? You and Destiny. Okay. Coincidentally. All right. All right. No one got spiders. All right. Maybe another thing about your future. That joke went in the future bucket. It will be used again. Yeah, It should go in the past bucket. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> Burn. Uh, the school I went to, college is coming up for a bunch of you. I'm staring at you. Eyeing you down. Go to University of South Florida. This is not an advertisement. Um, uh, I enjoyed my time there, but maybe this is coming up for you, and this is just a giant, scary thing that is looming in your inevitable future, and you know what's coming, and then they going nuts. Nothing going to stop it, and you're just not ready for it. This is, giant, this is like semi-adult world. Choices have to be made here. You have to decide who you are here, what job you're going to do, where you're going to live. A lot of you might find future Mrs. or Mr. here, you know? Definitely a lot of things going on. They're just like, ah, and you're freaking out. You can put this in our future pile. Another thing from the future. Um, not dog tags, but little G.I. Joe. Uh, collectible Captain Flint original, if you're curious, um, with little pull-out holster with a little tiny gun. Oh, yeah. E- yeah. I left his other equipment at home. I didn't want to lose that, okay? Anyway, a detachable backpack. No, nerd alert. Nerd alert is going to see the Star Wars movie December 24th or whenever that comes out. Super nerd alert is going in costume. Okay. All right. So, got a little G.I. Joe. Maybe, maybe um, armed forces are part of your future. You're worried about that. Maybe you're going to go in. Maybe you know some friends who are going to go in. Maybe you have a son or a daughter who is already in the armed forces, and you spend a lot of your future worrying about their safety, their deployment, what's going to happen with them or not. And this drives a lot of your day, constant thoughts of what's going on with so-and-so. I wonder how they are. I wonder what they're doing right at this minute. So put little G.I. Joe, Armed Forces G.I. Joe, um, very carefully into the future bin. No, I don't care. I played with it. Um, Next thing, just a couple more items, part of your future. Um, 
This is something uh, Mike Weaver gave me a long time ago. Uh, Mike, I know you recognize these. These are little rely-on glucose tablets. Um, I, I haven't t- tried one yet, just in case you're wondering. Um, but you, uh, you might not know, Mike Weaver has diabetes, and that's something he has. is a medical condition. And I pulled these out kind of representative. He said, if I ever get here on a Sunday morning and you find me acting a little funky, be like, dude, take a tablet. I'm like, okay. So I carry these with me because I told him I would. Um, so I have these, again, here this morning, just in case Mike's a little funky. He seems to be doing okay this morning, um, so I'm not worried about it. But maybe this is part of your future. Maybe you have a medical condition right now. Um, maybe you're worried about a medical condition that you don't know you have yet. Just barely over a year ago, I, we didn't even know my dad had pancreatic cancer. I found out within a year at stage three, they operated with, on it like within a month. That could be you right now. Something may be coming right around the corner that you don't even know, and then you're going to spend a lot of time worrying about a future medical condition. Or maybe, like I said, the future of your medical condition you have right now. One more thing out of the past or into the future. This is my name tag from my last church, Contemporary Worship Director in Northside United Methodist Church. Um, maybe it's a new job. Maybe your hopes are in that new job or you've been waiting for a new job and you feel you need a new job, you're looking for a new job. And maybe your hopes and your worries really just focus around your job. Maybe you're in a job now uh, that you're just working day after day after day to break your back when a whole bunch of other people are slacking. And you seem to be the one doing all the hard work. And you wonder, like, why? And you spend a lot of your time just at job. This is what your future holds, is just J-O-B. And you might find yourself like Job in that job. Thank you, lovely assistant. Can we give Amelia a hand? Thank you. So we got a couple things in our past and our future buckets, okay? Let me get up to where we're at here. I think that's a pretty decent list, just for starters, of random things Josh can find in his office. If you deal with the giant of past and future in your life, hopefully you can identify some of those things on that list. Maybe you walked into church this morning and you thought you didn't have an issue with the giant of future or past, and suddenly you're like, whoa, maybe I do. Maybe those are things I am concerned about. We can also subtitle this giant almost like a weird nickname type of thing. Uh, The giant of worry, really. The giant of worry. A lot of what we do about our past and our future is just worry about it. We stress out about it. Can't do anything to change that or that. And we freak out in this one moment that we have right now. So we're going to look at some scriptures to back up three points today, just three simple points, uh, that I hope will enable us to think on and view our past and future from a biblical perspective. Again, they're probably basic, but if you're dealing with this giant, these are going to be excellent reminders from God's Word. Our first point, kind of two-part point, so we have an A and then we'll add on to it once the point is done, and then the next one. First half of the first point, we all have a past. Seems basic, yeah? Mm, yeah, of course we all have a past. No matter where you were born, what your name is, how old you are, what school you go to or went to, you have a past. Decisions you may or may not have made led you to this very moment. You might need to take a minute to think about that. That's kind of like a big brain explosion type of concept. Every good or bad decision you ever made still puts you here at, what is it? 
11.42 a.m. at Quest Elementary School, Christ Fellowship, on Sunday morning, May 24th, 2015. Every decision you ever made. My decisions and your 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 decisions all led us to share this moment together. And soon this moment will be now included in the past section of our lives. Your past and you might have a unique relationship. You might be running from it. You might be regretting it. You might be worrying other people might found it, find out about it, and then that's who you really are. Or you might still be living in it. Let's look at two scriptures about what God says about our past. First one comes from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16 through 21. As you turn there, if you don't know, Isaiah was a prophet who lived from about 739 to 681 B.C. He prophesied judgment against the nation of Israel, who at that time had turned their back on the Lord. Later, his prophecies for the Babylonian enslavement and even the coming of Jesus were found to be true. So let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16 through 21. It says this, This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. We know what he's talking about here. This is the exodus from Egypt. These things actually happened. The Israelites knew this. Mighty work of God. And then what does God say to do? Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give to drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. God is in the business of creating something new all the time, every day. Mercies are new every morning. We wake up, it's a fresh sunrise. Thank you, God. New life, birth, grass, trees, birds, happening all the time. God is God of creation. He does not want you to live in the past. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 1 through 5. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. It's way back in the New Testament. Talking about our past. It says this, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live, a.k.a. when you had a past, because we all do have that past, when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler, and of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time. We all have that past again. Gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. See, our pasts, have and can be wiped clean through Jesus Christ. To put this another way, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The good news in your past is that no matter what you have done, no matter what, those bad or poor decisions that have ended you up in some pretty tough spots, the lies you've told, the things you've broken, all 
can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. Like Kevin prayed about this morning. It's that, it's that simple. You can remember and learn from your past. But some of you may need to stop living in it. And this is the part B of our first point. We all have a past. And Jesus can forgive it. Second point. God knows our future. This concept can really, really bother people whose trust is not in the Lord. It messes with their mind. They start evaluating this for all the wrong reasons. Uh, did you, uh, do you know I was going to do this? Drop, drop that pin on that uh, thing? There. Oh, you know I was going to do this. They start asking, you know, just thinking about it from all the wrong perspectives. Is God just like a puppet master? Uh, do I even have free will? And what does my life even matter to God if he, if he knows my future? What does it matter if I make whatever choices I want to make? And you can read passages like Second Peter 3.8 that state that to God a thousand years are like a day. And a day is like a thousand years. And you're like, what? Here's the point. God is. That's it. There's no... That is... The noun and the verb. That is it. End of sentence. God is. And that's either a concept that really confuses you or really comforts you. And depending on your personal relationship with Jesus Christ or lack thereof, that statement will dictate how you live your life. Some of us, even with a faith, have put our trust for the future in all the wrong things. Maybe it's that job we talked about, a 401k, a stable income, you know, just being able to put our kids through college, whatever that big thing is. Maybe it's being able to pass that test that's coming up in school next Monday. Right, James? Yeah, yeah. Maybe graduate high school and get to that college, that next level. And maybe some of us assume the wrong things about our future, that maybe this problem won't be a problem for long, whatever we're going through right now, uh, that everything will be fine once I get to blank. That new car. Everything will be fine once I get that new job. Once I get a different place to live. Once I get in a different relationship. Once I leave middle school, it'll all be fine. And we arrive there, and then we find ourselves living in the same problems. Let's look at a few scriptures about our future. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18. I'm not going to turn here. This is just a quick verse. Do not let your heart envy sinners. But always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. Something we talked about a few weeks ago, the fear of the Lord. I love how this all ties in. So do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be jealous for the fear of the Lord. There is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Let's look at Psalms chapter 37. This one I will turn to. This is a big one we're going to focus on for just a few minutes. Psalm 37, verses 34 through 40. And it says this, I want to be good about our time this morning, so I'll keep going. Wait for the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a green tree in its native soil. But he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless. Observe the upright. There is a future for the man of peace. But all sinners will be destroyed. The future of the wicked will be cut off. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them 
and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. And I want to talk about this man of peace here for just a minute. And then we'll come back and put this together in a new light. To do that, I want to turn to another scripture. Like I said, we're going to be bouncing around. John chapter 14, verses 23 through 27. And this is where Jesus is promising his Holy Spirit long before he is on the cross. It says this, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Now, I wanted to say that to set up where we're going. All this, I wanted you to know what the all this was. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, what does he say? Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, the Holy Spirit. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And again, tying all this in, and do not be troubled, afraid, terrified. Fill in the blank for your version of of the Bible. Man of peace. What is peace? Ephesians Chapter 2, verse 14, even states about Jesus that he himself is our peace. Jesus equals peace. Peace in our lives. Peace about our past and our future. Peace for this moment. Jesus is peace. So let's go back and read that Psalm 37 passage just one more short time. Consider the blameless in verse 37. Observe the upright. There is a future... For the man of peace. There is a future for the man who lives in Jesus, in peace with the Holy Spirit. My peace I give to you. There is a future for the person who lives for God. Now make plans after seeking the Lord's will for your life. Just don't plan for those plans to happen. You might have bigger and better things in store for you. You might be standing here, sitting here and saying, Josh, uh, I see bad people uh, and sinners who don't know Christ live long lives with seemingly no consequences. Uh, why is that? And my answer to that question would be another question. You think I'm simply talking about a worldly future. There is a future for the believer, but not just a future here, an eternal one spent with Jesus. We need to live each day for that moment, preparing for that future. This one's temporary, unseen, seen, eternal, gone. Prepare for that future. God knows our future, and this is the second part of that point, and we should trust him with it. This gets us to our third point. Live for God and his promises today. Whether or not you've figured this out, I'm going to break it to you. You may not have a tomorrow. You might not. I believe this is one of the reasons Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Not give me a piece of chocolate and $6 million. Because that'll be good for tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'm going to look at another scripture. Before we uh, get ready to close, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through, 20, 25 through 34. 
If you need to write something down, this is definitely the one for today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. The world does. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has a trouble, enough trouble of its own. These are words of Jesus. Your Bible might have red letters. It tells you that. Live for God today, because today is all you may have. No redos. No game restarts on the Xbox. No continue to pass go and collect $200. Ask yourself each and every day, and throughout each and every day, what you've done for God. Encourage yourself and others to spend time with Jesus and His Word. Tell your friends and people you come to contact with about Jesus and the promise of His salvation, because it might be them who have no tomorrow. And your silence... Just cost them an eternity because you didn't take five minutes at a public parking lot when the Holy Spirit stirred your soul to share with them the joy and hope of Jesus Christ. One more scripture, Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 16. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. He's talking about per- perfection. It hasn't happened yet. This is Paul. But one thing I do... Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ, that eternal future. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Be where you are. Be in the moment together in this life for Jesus You might need to let go of your past today. Maybe you've been running from it, regretting it, worrying others may find out about it, or you may still be living in it. Give your past to God. Ask Him to forgive it, and He will. Your hope for the future might have been placed in everything except Jesus, even though you know Him. Your plans may have just been that, your plans. Your expectations for a great future may lie in worldly possessions. That's not what God calls us to do. Live for Jesus. Be the living, breathing body of Christ in our world so that someone else can come to know the joy that hopefully you believe in and have found. Live for God today. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Here's a realization. Coming back to this board. 
you don't live here, right? You don't live here either, right? You live in this small moment that kind of divides these two things. Here's the trick. When you ask God to cleanse your past with this eraser, God, forgive me of my past. I don't want to live there anymore. I trust you. You can take care of it. And when we stop worrying about our future, God, I trust you with my future. I'm going to trust your plans. The only thing that then is important is this. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come before you this morning. Some of us have worries or anxieties. God, help us through you fighting the battle to conquer that giant. To look back on this day and this moment as part of our past that guarantees a glorious future in you. God, some of us might be in this place this morning of just frustration about these things. Maybe our worries and anxieties have caught up and got the best of us. Help us to trust you with the future, to give you the past so you can wipe it clean so we can focus on what's really important in this life and that's you in your heavenly name we pray God's people said